today on The Breakdown. It's a 25-50 cash game from Live at the Bike, but wait, there's some crazy shit that's going on. One, they're playing the Seven Deuce game. Two, it features fan favorite and podcast favorite Dan Zach playing up against Alec Torelli, the guy who stole our ideas about videos and poker. All right, that's not true, but, you know, one could argue. Uh, We're going to talk about a pretty cool hand these two guys play right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. possible that Alec Trelli did his version of a breakdown before we did ours. I'm actually pretty sure he was first. Yeah. Um, he didn't do it the same way. Yeah. He just like talked about the hand and didn't show the video before we did. And maybe after we did start showing the video, he started showing the video. I think he actually even did show uh, a video. I mean, we I think we stop in ways that like other people started to emulate, which which he didn't do originally. But I think he may have been the first actually doing this on YouTube. So when I say he stole, like he didn't steal. Like... People have copied our format for sure on YouTube, but he is not one of those people. Yeah. So also he I, would he would do shit like do his breakdown in in like Italy in front of a cathedral yeah. and like use Italian words while he talked and be a douche about it. I mean, it was not a good look in <laughs> yeah. my opinion. But he's doing fine. Yeah, but I guess he's doing. He's fine. a lifestyle coach or something. Well, yeah. So I don't these know, are the man. things about Alec Torelli. He's <laughs> he's getting some flack recently. Be- from that hand from about a year and a half ago, yeah. where people think he angled with the Ace Queen, like he hid chips. It's really hard to watch the video. Doug Polk made a great video. Doug Polk really, really thinks Alec angled and really doesn't seem to like Alec very much. It's hard to watch the video that Doug Polk made and come away with any thought other than Alec at least, at least sort of angled, right? Like right. I don't believe, and I, I don't think anyone. Well, I don't know about anyone. I don't think Doug believes that um, Alec was angling from the beginning, like that he was hiding his chips originally on purpose, but more like his chips were in the wrong place and didn't really realize it. But then as the hand played out, they brought the floor over and all that. Alec like misrepresents where the chips were pretty, pretty dramatically misrepresents them. Like they were completely unseeable and he made it look like they were totally in view, like barely, but still in view. Um, he also like acts like the floor decided things when the floor actually doesn't rule on anything at all. He makes it seem like it's all out of his hands when it seems to be pretty clearly not out of his hands. These are all points Doug Polk makes. And I yeah. think they seem to be right. Alec has had many response videos, which I have not watched admittedly. So perhaps there's more to the story. I just don't see how there could be much more to the story when his chips are clearly in one place and then he says they're in somewhere else during the hand, which is what he says. That's how he represents it. Yeah. So some part of it seemed a little bit scummy, yeah. honestly. And then later on, he talked about how he used all that to get information to make sure that the guy was weak before he like called the all in, which is also feels like, I don't know, like the whole thing feels a little bit off, you know, yeah. like... I would never, I would never do that. Right. And I would never want someone to do that to me. So that means that's not okay. And I would never try to create like a lifestyle brand where it's all about like drinking champagne in Las Vegas and being like, give me $375 and then you can do that too. I mean, the truth is people are super into the poker lifestyle thing. We don't do that. I mean, I guess we did a little bit with our WSOP vlog. But we weren't uh, trying to sell anything like life coaching (laughs) based on that. No, we were not trying to sell anything at all except just, you know, watch more poker guys videos. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, people are like, people really do like seeing that. I just don't get it. Like, yeah. I've never enjoyed seeing that. So I'm not very interested in making that kind of content. But it's a little different, happened. right? We were doing more of like an Andrew Nimi type thing. Yeah. And he's doing more of a like, check out this video of me drinking champagne and eating caviar. This can be you too if you join my lifestyle club. That, that's yeah. not entirely inaccurate. I think that's not exactly accurate, but it's probably closer to the truth than further away from it, in fairness to you. So basically what I'm saying is I want Alex Trelay to lose this hand 
and I want Dan Zach to win it because I like Dan Zach. We like Dan Zach. We never met him, but we like him anyway. Yeah. He's our, he's our kind of guy. We like how he plays. Yeah, we like yeah. how he thinks. He does some interesting things, and we boy, do we give him the benefit of the doubt every chance we get. Yes, we, we do. Like the way we're going to have to work pretty hard on this one, I think, actually. Yep, I think we're going to have to work pretty hard. Because he does some questionable things here. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. All right, so this hand was suggested by Luis Torres. Nice job, Thank Luis. Thank you, Luis. This is not your first suggestion, Luis. No, we've had a couple. Um, we've done at least one. I'm not I sure if we've done more. doing one back in, the, not that long ago, like a few months ago. Yeah, so... Sweet. Nice. Um, so the, the most notable thing about this, which Jonathan, Jonathan mentioned in the opening, is that the seven deuce game is on. Yeah. It's a twenty five fifty game, and everybody has to pay you 100 bucks if you win with seven deuce. So it's an $800 bounty is uh, the way it plays yeah. out. There's nine guys at the table. It's a, it's a pretty sizable chunk for a twenty five fifty game, 100 apiece. Yeah, you pick up 16 blinds just like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so um, Alex going to have seven deuce. Okay. So Mr. Torelli... Or as he would say, like, I like to rally. He would he likes, say that. He, he likes to, like, use the accents, you know? I don't know if that's true. Um, <laughs> bon vida. Really Welcome not. to Italy. I'm Alec. You know, it's funny. Okay, let's just take another moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're piling on a little bit here, but yeah. I will say that I think we of are. all the poker YouTuber types, so I'm just thinking of, like, there's Brad Owen, who we've, we've met, Andrew Nemo, who we've met, Doug Polk, who I've never met. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Staples. We've spoken to. Yeah, we've spoken to him. That's right. He's a nice guy. Um, ja, who run it, who's the running up guy? Oh, Jason Somerville. Of course, Jason Somerville. Uh, even Jeff Gross does this stuff yeah. now. Daniel Negreanu, who we've spoken to. Um, and Al Torelli. Like, we're like the main... We're like the main group who's doing yeah. this stuff. There's probably a few other guys. Johnny who, Vibes. Johnny Vibes, right. So I, who, who I've spoken to, I um, played with in the main event. Alex Torelli is... Of that group, anyway, the clear nut low, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not even close, right? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, no one else comes off sort of maybe, as a maybe you were the nut low, you know? Okay, it's fair. hard to see from the inside. Well, in my world, we're not the nut low though. But how could we be? We're no, the nut, we're, we're the, the, we're the, the nut, high, high. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the nut flush. I got the straight flush. Yeah, you know, that's that's, that's who we are. Yeah, yeah. So there. <laughs> yeah, so take that, Alex Torelli. But anyway, yeah, he just yeah, he doesn't come off as everyone else comes off as sort of friendly, and Alec just doesn't. He comes off a bit high and mighty. Yeah, and I guess we're arrogant as all get out, you and me, right? Oh we yeah, are. we big are big time. Big time. I feel time. like it's in a charming way. <laughs> of course, of course, it's charming. It's us. So anyway, I, what's the point? I don't know what the point is. Watch whoever you want to watch. Listen to whoever you want to listen to. I'm sure Alec Torelli has some useful things to say about poker. I'm sure he does. Um, but I just feel like I'd rather hear them from somebody else. Yeah. And that angling thing really doesn't sit well with me. That's No, it doesn't sit well with me anyway. either. But let's, talk, let's do this hand now. All right. So seven deuce of game is on. Yeah. And that's what Alec has. Yep. He's so, under the gun. He's got seven deuce of spades. Hells yeah. 11,250 is his stack. So he's got about 200 blinds, um, a little bit more. And he's going to limp the seven deuce of spades. I guess he's going to try to rep the aces here. Um, well, it depends, but yeah, usually someone's going to race at some point, right? Yeah, and if they don't, then I guess maybe you can hit a flop or whatever. You could still be repping the aces, yeah. right? When, like, no one raises because they're afraid, and yeah. So, this is weird, because it uh, folds to Dan Zach, and Dan Zach only has 4,175 in front of him, which is strange. I don't get that. Because we haven't seen him play short before. Like, we've seen him ha- have, like, 30K in front of him in games like this before. So, it's odd in a twenty-five fifty game for him to have, a, like, 510 amount in front yeah. of him. But that's what Dan has, and he decides to race a 225 with ace-10 offsuit. 225? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess that's right. He's four and a half xing it. Yeah. I guess that's fine. 
He expects it to be a little higher with the limp, but I guess whatever. He expects Alex not folding anyway, so it's all the same, right? Right. Okay. He's got ace of clubs, ten of spades, I think. I didn't write down the suits of his... I'm pretty sure it was ace, ten of clubs. Uh, it's of clubs? I'm, I was pre- I'm pretty sure it was suited. Mm, okay, whatever. It's it not doesn't gonna, matter. It's it not going to be a factor anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, it folds back to Alec, who's going to you know follow through with the plan. Yeah. And I think if you're going to play the seven-deuce game and limp seven-deuce under the gun, this is a perfect spot for a three-bet. This feels like you have to three-bet it if you played it, if you've limped under the gun. You and have to. Alec really goes for it. He raises to 11.25. Yeah. That's a big raise. That's a big, big raise. What would you say would be a normal raise in this spot if, we're, if, we, if we actually had aces and we were just playing normal? We wouldn't make it this much. Somewhere right? between like, 7.25 and 8.50? Yeah, I was thinking 800. Um, you could go as high as 900 and not have it be crazy, 4Xing the raise because we're out of position. Um, 800 seems fine, too, though. Like, it's sort of all the same. Dan's either calling or he isn't, right? I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah, so this feels a little bit bigger. It's a little strange that he makes it so big, but, you know, it's fine, too. It's like he's going for fold equity, right? And it's... I'd rather have him size a little too big than a little too small in this spot, I'll tell you what. Like, freaking Artie Paps there is going to make it, like, you know, 575 or something ridiculous like that, and then bet 200 on the flop, even with seven dues, and it's going to be awful in my mind. So... Big is better than small. All right. So a curious thing happens now. Yeah. Dan doesn't fold. Yeah. So he's short. Dan he's, calls. Yeah. He's got 4,000 and change, right? He, he doesn't fold and he doesn't move in. Like, shouldn't he do one of those two things? He's put in a quarter of a stack here, right? If he, yeah, when he calls. Yeah, to call, he'll yeah. put in a quarter of a stack or nearly a quarter of a stack. Has he got 4,500? Yeah. Okay, let's come up with the reasons why this makes sense. Number one, as Dan Zach, we have an ace in our hand, so we think it's less likely for Alec to have pocket aces. We cut down the combos in half anyway. Yeah. That's good. All the combos of seven deuce are possible here. We know this. Right, I was thinking about that, but why aren't we moving in against that? We're not moving in because we want to see a flop and try and play perfectly against it. That's all I got. Okay, so here's what you could do, I guess, if you want to try to maximize your value in this hand. Assuming we think that Alec is doing this with all combos of seven deuce, which is reasonable to assume. Yep. And then maybe we give him aces, kings, and queens. We have to give him kings, too. It's absurd not to give him kings. Yeah. Let's now, can him, we give him all the kings? I don't know. Let's, just, it, get, let's just give him all because we're giving him okay, all the Okay, because we're deuces. giving him all the seven deuces. That's fine. Aces, okay. kings, and queens. Let's give him all that. Fine. All right. We're still combinatorially doing fine. 16 and 15. Yeah. Yep. So that's great. Okay. I mean, that's a good start. That's a good start. We actually have equity against... Kings and queens. Right. That's good. So we can, we can play in a way where if seven deuce is beating us in subsequent streets, we can fold. Right. And if seven deuce is not beating us, we always call. Right. That's the idea. So like yeah. we assume we're losing at aces, kings, and queens anyway, so don't worry about that. We're calling anytime there isn't a seven deuce that's on the flop, basically. We're just not going to fold and get it in and feel like it's fine. Or just or call it down, actually. Not even going to get it in. Probably not going to raise. We're yeah. just going to call it down and hope he's that polarized. Yeah. And thinks it's reasonable for him to be that polarized. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. We have to, on like eight, nine, four flops, we have to call, basically, if, when we take this line. Oh, f- with, for with, sure. Specifically because the seven deuce game is on, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like king, nine, eight, whatever. It doesn't matter. We have to call. So I feel like this like is this. a bit of the higher variance way to do this, but he's trying to get the, the full double, I suppose. This is a super high variance like way I, to do this. Like, I would either just be like, I think I would just move in, actually, based on the combos. I'd be like, okay, it's good enough. I can move in. Like, and I still have equity against kings and queens, which are more likely than aces because I have an ace. Is it good enough to move in here? I don't know if it is. Like, there's, like we win $1,100, but 
we're risking 45 to 41. win 41. Yeah, we're listening 41 to win 11, and half the time we're in big trouble, right? I mean, half the time, not really. Like, so, let's see. Half the time we're in great shape. Half the time we're, well, let's not, let's not go crazy with great shape Okay, either. half the time we have 65%. Um, yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, another 38% of the time we have 30%. Yep, and then the other time we're fucked. Yeah. Um, or 6% or 8% or whatever we are. Yeah. So maybe those, that's okay. Enough? How is that good enough? That doesn't sound good enough for, for us to only, for us to risk 45 to win 11. This is why he can't move in. Like, I don't know. It's close. If, once you, every time he calls, we're just, we're in, we're in really bad I mean, shape and would, we're not a big enough favorite. It would take, I don't know if we did the math, we might find out that it's close. Well, like, first of all, we're, we're acting like, by the way, the, how we're doing against seven deuce doesn't matter because he's folding seven deuce if we move in. Right. I know which, so that's plus 1125 every time. Right. So yeah. half, so six, 16 of the times that, but then the, uh, we go plus 1125, but then something like when we're called, you know, when we move in and we're called, yeah. then it's like, we're minus probably something like, you know, let's say overall we're something like 72% to lose or something like that. 70, 73% to lose, right? So uh, against like the calls? Yeah. Maybe it's, like, even when we call it 70, that's fine. So, so then, then 70% of 4,200 is like $3,000. So we lose 3000 every time we move in and he calls. And every time we move in and he folds, which is about half the time we gain 1100 We can't move in. That's a losing play. We're going to go like minus 1500 on that. Yeah. So we just can't do it. I guess you're right. I mean, minus more than that, like minus 2000 on that. So that's why he doesn't move in. Because assume, by the way, we're making a lot of assumptions about Alex range here. Can Alex have ace-king here? I don't think so, but maybe. We're also assuming queens can be part of this. Maybe it can't. And maybe Dan has a better sense of this yeah. stuff. By but calling, it, he does give himself a shot to lose to seven deuce. Yes, that's right. But he'll. But if a seven or a deuce shows up, he's going to fold because now he thinks yeah. he can't beat anything at all. Right. So that's. So he thinks he can play. In his mind, he can play perfectly against this range. Basically, the plan is to call and play perfectly against seven deuce and terribly against aces, kings, and queens. Because we're calling for <laughs> right. sure. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, and maybe we can justify it by saying, well, we didn't move in and we, we could have moved in with this hand if we wanted to anyway. Yeah. But that's we an, would never move in based on what the combos we just put up anyway. If that's that, an interesting plan. But that has to be the plan, right? Just it, like, 100% can only be the plan. Play a post flop exactly as if Alec has seven deuce. And I'll say this. Um, knowing what I know about how this hand plays out, I think this really is the plan. Yeah, I like, agree. This really does seem to be Dan's axe plan, yep. which is kind of cool. It is cool. All right. So Dan calls pots 2375. Stack to pot is already whack. Yeah, Alex, like, oh, so you're probably gonna have you probably have a pretty good hand yep. since look at how much money you have and you didn't move in. Yeah, he doesn't expect ace ten here. Right. He's like tens, jacks, nines type mm-hmm. hands, ace king, maybe ace queen. Yeah. Um so the flop is three four jack, rainbow, three of clubs, four of hearts, jack of diamonds, and Alec decides to check. Yeah, that's interesting. This must be because Dan chose to call with such a short stack. And right. he's like, well, he has a lot of pairs that he's not folding here. Is it possible? He may even think, is it possible Dan's going to hero with ace-king and stuff too? If Dan's calling ace-king, if I move in or effectively move in here, then I'm screwed, right? Because if he's going to call, because he's going to call with all his pocket pairs. Now we have to believe. Yeah. Since he already called this much and stacked a pot, just is going to demand he calls with anything reasonable. If he's calling with all his pocket pairs, he's probably calling with ace-king, especially since I can have seven deuce and he knows that. If he has ace-king, he's blocking my strongest hands a lot. He's going to call more often probably as well because I'm more likely to have seven deuce. I get why Alec checks. So it seems weird, but I get why he checks. Dan checks back. So he's continuing right. the, the pre-flop version of the plan. Right. 
where he's saying like, well, seven deuce is a lot more likely now than the other hands because you decided to check this flop. Yeah. But I'd rather let you bluff later and risk a seven or a deuce coming off. Right. Now, so we're now we're just playing, we're now we're trying to realize our equity. Yeah. Um, like perfectly. Right. You know, it's like, and like, that's fine because we know when we, when we lose, we only lose 1100. And when we, assuming we're correct about this, of course, but we are. Um, and when we win, we win, the, we get the full double and that's going to pay for the fact that we're going to lose sometimes. This is really interesting. Really, really interesting. I'm glad we already sort of understand what the heck Dan Zach's doing because I did watching this the first time. I'm like, what the hell, Dan Zach? But it already makes sense. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know what else is cool? Um, wait, wait. Lemonade in Antarctica served by a polar bear when you've got shades on. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. A polar bear? Your, your butler is a polar bear? Are you kidding me? Also, I want to meet that guy. Does the polar bear also have shades? Of course the polar bear also has shades that, and a leather jacket, but only sometimes. That is sick, bro. Yeah. I can't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> There's nothing I'm to just gonna, say. I'm just going to think about that for a while. Like, yeah. uh, is, is the polar bear compensated or is it more just like an indentured servant? I mean, it's a little bit of both. You know, some from column A, some from column B. He's like, uh, he, we throw him a fish here and there. You know, we're like, go ahead and have that really smelly, awful dead fish that I don't want to eat because it's disgusting. And the polar bear's super into that, you know? And then bring me some more lemonade. Yeah, let's go. I am parched also, over here. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, yes, the polar bear does understand English. <laughs> And is, you know... But does not speak English, of course. Of, well, it, if it can, it, it certainly doesn't, you right. know, because it's the butler and, and butlers are not to be I spoken. I assume it's a nonviolent okay. polar bear. It's never going to just go off the rails and, you know, rip us to shreds. It's a nonviolent polar bear. It could be violent, but it knows that that's a big loss of decorum and it's going to screw up, you know, future career stuff. So he just can't do it. Yeah, and he's just a couple of weeks away from us buying it a tuxedo. <laughs> that's right. It'll <laughs> look even better. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to do a commercial for polar bears. Well, polar instead, bear this is a commercial for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, mm. as you all probably should have guessed. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys, especially new listeners, you should have really known. I'm what not sure up. what the polar bear situation is over at Nitrogen, but I do know that we have a monthly tournament. Well, that's basically good enough. It's basically right? a polar bear with shades. Delivering you sweet, sweet lemonade. That's correct. <laughs> it's called the Sweet, Sweet Lemonade Polar Bear Tournament, and it happens on the final Sunday of every month. Sometimes the first Sunday of the next month, depending yeah. on... When Depending on fall. who who cares, yeah, it just happens. But it's uh, it's a tenth of a millibit buy-in, which these days is like I don't know, sixty-three cents. It ain't nothing. They guarantee a thousand buy-ins because it's a hundred millibit guarantee, and that is way more people than we ever get. We get something like seventy to eighty runners every time, which means there's a huge, massive overlay. It's something like what is it, twelve, thirteen buy-ins for every buy-in you put in. Um, you get back in theory. You know, obviously you have to win money to do it. But there's the price was way bigger than it's supposed to be, basically. And often, not always, but often the poker guys play that yeah. tournament as well. I usually register even when I don't play, which means my buy, it's another free buy-in in there, and you just like get to take me out and take my chips um, when I don't. When sometimes I'm not able to play it, but I always register. So, so get on there. Get on there. Get you some poker. It's also a Bitcoin-only poker site, right? And uh, yeah, there's sports betting. There is. There's casino games. Yeah, and you get fast withdrawals. Really fast. Like, like 90 minutes. I withdrew some money yesterday from Nitrogen, and it was, I think it was like, yeah, 85 minutes or something like that. Boom, bang, bang, bong. Those other competing sites take some days to process before they even send you your money, as even, we know. Even with Bitcoin. Yeah, even with Bitcoin, right. I mean, it was dollars. It's always like yeah. that. But Bitcoin, it doesn't have to be, but it still is for every other site that I'm aware of anyway, all the big sites for sure. Right. So, you know, take that into account, yeah. suckers. You stupid jerks. Yeah. Where's my lemonade? 
<laughs> you know not to speak. That's better. Yeah, to yourself only. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, going to the turn. Right. Three, four, right to the turn. 3-4 Jack Rainbow flop. Alec Trelli has seven deuces of spades. Dan Zek has ace 10. Turns the eight of spades. There was no spade on the flop. So it does not improve Alec's equity in right. any way. And it goes check, check again. Right. So Alec, it's almost like they both have sniffed out what the hell is going on. Yeah. Right? Alec's like, you have a hand that you're not folding and you're trying to like c- control the pot and let me bluff and you're going to call and I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to freaking do it. So I see what's, so it's, it's actually pretty cool. Alex just not going to fall into this trap, this very clear trap that Dan is laying. And Dan is like, well, let's see what happens on the river there, buddy. Cause I'm still, I'm going to give you another shot at it. I'm not just going to take the money that's out there. I want it all or I'll get it on the river. One, either if you decide to check again on the river, fine. But otherwise like, you know, you're going to bluff. Yeah. You, you may just feel obligated to bluff if I check again. I don't know. Yeah. That's what Dan's hoping for. Yeah, like maybe I have ace king and you shove the river and you know on a on a brick river and uh, you can get me to fold. Turns out I wouldn't fold because I have ace head. I'm almost certainly calling there too, right? Yeah. But I can understand why Alec might think that that'll work if it checks a second time through. Right. So I like this play by both guys. Actually, I really like what's going on post flop here. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan's not going to like the river very much. It's the seven of clubs. Yeah, that's bad. And he's like, oh, well, now I can't beat any of the range. That's too bad. Right. I'm losing to everything. And Alec's like, this is sweet. Yeah. I got ace queen beat now. I got ace king beat now. I can check and win an extra $800. Right. And that's pretty nice. If I bet, I'm almost never going to get called by a worse hand because a seven showed up specifically. Um, And so if Dan Zach's doing what Dan Zach's doing, we believe he's going to fold now if we bet. Unless he has nines, tens, or eights, which he will call with. Right, of course. So, like, this isn't a good idea. Right. Um, But we can check and induce bluffs or or just pick up the pot plus 800, which is great. Yeah. And, you know... So I uh, so I think Alex's supposed to check here, and Alec does check. I actually really like how Alex played this hand. I have to say, yeah, uh, all the way through. Maybe he sides it slightly big when he raised pre the the you know, but even that was fine. Mm-hmm. I like this. It's pretty good. I like now, how Dan's Zach's playing it too so far. But Dan decides he wants to win even though the seven came. Yeah, he's like, well, I can't beat any of it now, right. but I can rep some things. Yeah. So he bets. He bets fourteen fifty, and I think he's repping specifically eights, nines, and tens. It's hard to come up with what else he could be set repping. of jacks, perhaps that is like super trappy, super super double trappy, possibly set it. Yeah, yeah, eights, nines, or tens, jacks. I mean, I guess it could be all the overpairs for the same reasons, really. Yeah, I think he's repping more eights, nines, or tens than he normally would be because they're both well aware of the seven deuce game, and he's saying now you can call with seven deuce. Right. I have eights, nines, or tens. Right. Like, yeah. Well, he could also have queens because he played queens the same way too, right? Yeah, he might. So yeah. I'm saying you can have all the overpairs. He could and bet here, trying to get betting for value, trying to get called. Now it's possible that another thing could be happening too. This might actually be a merge bet by Dan. In this way, what if Alec actually has ace king? Has been playing ace king like this. It's not completely impossible. And now we can maybe get Alec to fold because we could have seven deuce or just have eights, nines, tens, whatever. And rather than check back and lose to everything because, you know, it's not a merge because we're losing to both seven deuce and ace king. That's a great point. It's not a merge. I'm sorry, um, but it could be a bluff. One's a bluff and one's uh, one's a value bet. Right. Which one's a value with what? Oh, with if we had eights. Oh, if we oh had no, eights. no. But either way, it'd be a value bet. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. It's, it's just a bluff. We're bluffing either way. All right. 
I'm sorry. At least one half of the poker guys is the not. Good real. lord. It's not Alec Torelli. It's one half of the poker Good guys. Good freaking lord. Okay, but what I'm saying, let me just try and say that again in All a right, clear let's, way. Let's see if you can redeem yourself here. So it's possible Alec can have ace king. Okay. It's not super likely, but it's possible. Yes. Um, if Alec has ace king, he might play it just like this. And now that the seven has come, we can get ace king to fold for a few reasons. One, because we can have a seven. Yeah. Because we can have seven deuce. Uh, two, because we can just have a whole host of other hands that are beating ace king. So it's great to not just fold out a seven here. We might also fold out a better ace. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. Gotcha. That's it. Do you like the play by Dan? I'd be really worried that this wasn't going to work. Against yeah. seven deuce specifically. Yeah, because Alex getting a much better price than the pot lays him. Like Dan's betting fourteen fifty into twenty three seventy five. For Alec, Dan's betting fourteen fifty into thirty one seventy five. I mean, Alec had. I mean, there's something like forty six hundred dollars in for Alec in the pot. There isn't really because there's an extra eight hundred, right? There's thirty eight hundred bucks in the pot when I was trying to decide to call, but he gets the eight hundred dollar bonus, so it's forty six, and it's only fourteen to win forty six, right? Fourteen fifty into thirty one seventy five. Oh, so it's thirty. Oh, so it's thirty six hundred. So it's forty four. He could win forty four. Fourteen fifty to win forty four is really good. That extra eight hundred really makes it much more interesting to potentially call. Do you think Danzek's doing this at all because he is like doing it for the other people at the table a little bit? Like, I got to give it a give myself a shot to beat seven deuce, so the other people at the table don't have to lose a hundred bucks. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No chance. Probably not. <laughs> Would that ever occur to you? No. No, me either. Never in a million years would that occur to me. No. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I won't get into it. I was going to do a whole thing. Who cares? Um, no, he's doing it to try and not, you know, to try and bluff his way home here and win a pot that he would otherwise lose. All right. So both guys realize what's going on. Yeah. But for Alec, this is a bit of a tough spot, even though the price he's being laid is better than is shown. Because right. he's not expecting Danzek to show up with just ace-10 here. Like, no. As as played preflop, Alec doesn't realize how many levels deeper Dan was going preflop with this thing. Mm-hmm. I think he realized it post flop and maybe thinking Dan's trying to induce with an overpair eights, nines, or tens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he probably wouldn't be putting him on ace 10. Maybe he puts him on like some ace king and some ace queen, but maybe not really much ace high, right? I mean, when, when Dan bets the river, it's really hard to put him on an ace. Like Dan's range is very pair heavy. Yeah. And better than seven pair heavy. Yeah. Because he would just check back two sixes or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, why would he bet now? Right. It seems weird. Well, like if if he, he, two well sixes, he would bet two sixes if he's putting Alec on seven deuce and doing the same thing he's doing with ace 10. Okay, that's true. That's actually a great point. Um, but that's the only reason to bet, right? It's not for value. But sixes aren't a hand that can call 1125 preflop, you would think, either. I mean, if you're putting on Alec, Alec on seven deuce... Right, but I'm saying Alec is not that deep. Like, he didn't level that deeply preflop. He's not... Like, if he's not putting him on ace 10, he's probably not putting him on sixes, right? Yeah, but we're talking about Dan Zach having sixes. We're not talking about what Alex putting him on. I'm talking about what Alex putting him on. I have been this whole time. Right. I'm saying Dan can't really show up with sixes here because when he bets by betting the river, like he's almost never going to show up with sixes taking this line, I don't think. I think it's less likely. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Actually, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying he can have sixes, right? He can't have sixes. He can't have sixes because... If from Alex's perspective, because if you don't think you can have ace-10, you don't think you can have sixes because of right. pre-flop. Right, right, right. Okay, no, I agree with that. Right, from Alex's perspective, I completely agree with you. That's I'm just all, saying... That's all I'm saying. Okay, all I'm, and all I'm saying is Dan really can have sixes, though, since he can have ace-10. Yes, okay, I agree. Great. I'm glad we got there. What's happening uh, I think you're not doing well. I need a polar bear service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That would be great. Um, so, well, it's your birthday. You're I'm going to name him Poli. Wow, that's creative. Poli the polar bear. Poli! Like that. That's like a Michael Bay level of creativity right there. Unobtainium? That's uh, not even Michael Bay, bro. No, I'm just thinking about making everything explode. That's the plot. Everything explodes. That is not the plot. Dude, Bumblebee's coming out. And exploding. Every story has a beginning, bro. Bumblebee. In theaters, December 21st. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Haley Stanfield's in it. Anyway. All right. So as Alec, even though you're getting this extreme price, what do you think you would do? Call. Because of the 800 extra? Because of the 800 extra. And I would sort of, I think I talk myself, you know, I love to call and not fold. We know this. Right? Yeah. Um, I think I would talk myself into, this is a super weird hand that's played out super weird. And it seems absurd for it to go check all the way through here. And then for me to hit us, me to hit my best card. This is my best card in the deck. Yeah. One, uh, there's, there's two other sevens that are just as good, but this is it. And then check fold for a reasonable price, um, getting a great price. You know what I mean? It just seems like I would be like, yeah, I guess maybe you just played this really well, and I would call the 1450. That's what I would do. But I would expect to lose a lot, but I don't know if I'd expect to lose enough that it, I don't know. I think, like, can Dan never be bluffing? That would be the question I would have. I would expect to lose too much, and I would fold. Yeah. Yeah. Can Dan ever be bluffing? Obviously, he can. He, he is. can. But, like, you wouldn't be putting Dan on any sort of range like he has preflop, right? You wouldn't I, consider. I wouldn't put him on ace-10. No. Um, could I put him on ace-queen or ace-king? Uh, what I really think he's going to bluff the river with those hands. Yeah, he might just check back ace-king especially. It's hard to come up with a hand that he's going to be bluffing with that he's going to check back the turn. Yeah. Like, maybe he checks back the flop because weird, weird shit's going on because we limp re I mean, I would get owned. I would fold. But that $800 bonus would make it like, I might just say like, well, the pot's even better, man. Okay, so it's $1,450 to win $3,500, basically. No, it's more than that. No, it's not. There's $2,375 in the pot. And Dan Zach bets? $1,450. Okay. So that oh, means there's right. 3,800 plus 38. another 800 is 4,600. $4, $4,600. Yeah, yeah. $1,450 to win $4,600. i am getting better than 3 to 1. I don't think it's good enough. Again, like with Dan's stat, stack preflop, and he checks twice and then bets at like eight, eight nines and tens all day. Especially with the dynamic of Dan and Alec now knowing about the seven deuce thing happening. I mean, it's eight nines and tens only if he's doing this very particular thing that we've decided that he's doing, right? We have to. Like, eight nines and tens also make sense in a conventional setting. Like just try to get called by something. Tens are always ahead, right? Tens are always ahead when on the river? Yeah. Yes, but they would bet the turn. Why? Because might want to induce. They wouldn't bet the flop or the turn. They'd only bet the river. I mean, it's unlikely. It's possible, sure, but it's not. Well, once very he shows likely. up betting on the river, like what is the most likely hand? I might talk myself into. Isn't he going to bet all his pairs event like by the turn? Isn't he just going to do that? Unless I think he's doing this very particular thing. I would just think like it's really unlikely he's going to check twice. So what does he have then? It's really hard to come up with anything. What's the board on the turn? It is jack, three, eight. four, jack on the flop, eight on the turn, Ugh. seven on the river. I mean, no, he's probably going to bet nine, ten on the turn, right? Yeah. I mean, not if he's doing this thing, but if he doesn't matter because he's got his nine, ten, got there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, could he have the same hand? He could have the same hand sometimes. Why would he bet? 
Good question. I don't have a good answer for that. He would check. I don't know, man. It's hard to come up with bluffs. It's hard to come up with a lot of value, but it's hard to come up. Unless he's doing this exact thing, yeah. I can't really come up with value or bluffs. <laughs> like, I expect either one of them to show up on the turn. I would fold. I would hope I wouldn't just, like, overthink. I think I could overthink it and fold. I think I could make sort of the more quick, like, I'm just getting a great price. There's an extra $800 in the pot. This is a super weird hand. When people take super weird lines, it's probably better not to fold a lot. Like, that's, that's sort of a normal thought process I have. I would feel like I would fold and feel fine with it. I would feel like mm-hmm. it was the right play. Yeah. And that's what Alec does. Alec folds. folds. I understand why Alec folds. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not saying this is a bad fold. I don't think it is. I actually like how Alec played this entire hand. I think I would find a call, but I'm not saying that's right either. It may not be correct. But I think in, in practice, I think I would call. Well, that was super interesting the way Dan like really figured that out, I yeah. feel. like it, It's clear almost that he's put Alec on either a monster or seven deuce, and by the river, it's clear that it's seven deuce. Yeah. And he has to bluff to win. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's super sweet. This yeah. is this is great. Now the problem, of course, is you like you bet fourteen fifty. You're like, guys, he's just going to call me anyway. Though, and I just lose an extra fourteen fifty because he clearly has a pair now of sevens almost always. Yeah, like I'm going to feel pretty dumb. Yeah, I'm I feel pretty have... dumb if, if I'm targeting seven deuce and he calls because I gave him too good a price and it wasn't that price. It was right. Not but he, maybe he's worried that if he bets too much, it'll look fishy. Yeah, like you would never bet. You never bet twenty five hundred with nines here. Like no, you just wouldn't. Yeah. You just would. I think Dan did it right, actually. Like, this is what you have to do. I mean, you got to pick your opponents really yeah. carefully with this stuff, you know? And, like, you're going to size differently depending on your opponent, I think. Yeah. I think that's the deal, really. I agree. But as far as, like, telling a, a reasonable story, I think he chose a good size. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's very interesting. And I got to say, like, before we, like, I didn't know what was going on really until we started doing this podcast. Yeah. Because we were both, as at the beginning, you said, like, Dan Zach may make some questionable decisions here, but we kind of get everything he did. And yeah. I like everything he did. I kind of like how both guys played these hands. Yeah. I'm surprised. This is cool. Yeah. I mean, Alec could have bet before the river. I mean, the, it would have been reasonable to do so. I mean, he's clearly thinking exactly what's going yeah. on is what's going on. Right. right. Like, he got it. Like, yeah. he really, they both are, like, on the right level. They're leveling each other, but they're in the perfect spot where they're yeah. both sort of playing perfectly, except at the end where Dan goes the extra freaking mile. Yep. Which is pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that is. It's going to make a good video. Yep. Cool. All right, we're done. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.